You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9am. And also, if you're listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday. I'm your host, Jason Cook. And, of course, every Monday we have David Leo with us, joining us from Devonport. Welcome, David. Thank you, and happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday to you, David. Thank you. And uh, today you'll be continuing with your series, Encounters with Jesus. I love these uh, these little uh, discussions that we have, and the little, I guess, the little Bible studies that we do in the uh, encounters with the various uh, personal encounters, really, yeah. aren't they, with that people yeah. have with Jesus? So, sure. I'm glad to have you back in this. Well, not in the studio, but connected <laughs> to us yeah. in the studio here. So, yeah, um, good to be back. David, uh, last week we were saying that you were about to go away for a little trip. Uh, your kids were on school holidays, and I think you're heading up to the Freysenay area, and we, we talked about Wineglass Bay. But uh, share with our listeners um, a highlight from your trip. I think the highlight for me was um, there's, a, there's a whole flight of stairs going, going down to um, – so you go up the hill, up the mountain, with stairs and then there are more stairs to go down to see Wine Glass Bay and it's a beautiful beach mm. but on the way back up the highlight was for me um, um, my my daughter having a bit of a whinge um, you know towards the end of it and saying there's too many stairs and I can tell <laughs> you my daughter has a lot of energy so you know this is all it was all mental but um, you know just pushing her through it and telling her to keep going and uh, being able to teach the, the lessons of resilience you know this is what it means to just keep going even when, when the going is tough you know just mm. the, the the top of the mountain is there and um yeah it was, it was awesome being able to share lessons with um with my family you know when you you can either be real close up to the wine glass bay and see the see the picture close up and realize oh man this is beautiful and you you know that's that's how you see the beach but then we walked up to the lookout and then you have a a bigger picture you know, and see it from a different vantage point. So, you know, got to get to share those lessons with the family as well. You know, sometimes we got to uh, get away, get outside of what's going on in front of us, and try to see things from God's view. And mm. you know, it's then that you can exercise faith and go, "Oh, there's a bigger picture to this." You know, so yeah, it's it fantastic. Yeah, had a great time. That's awesome. And uh, I was going to ask a question on the way back up. You mentioned the steps. Um, I remember when I went there, and I think it was quite a while ago, it was about 20 years ago when I last did that walk. Um, on the way back up, uh, I remember a lot of the steps were, were rock. It was a, a fairly rocky track. Have they actually built uh, real steps, or are they still? Yeah, a lot, right. a lot of steps. Okay. And, and the funny thing was about, about uh, 10 minutes after us, because um, – had a bit of a sit down after the walk hmm. there was an older couple much older couple I reckon they were probably in their 70s or even 80s and um, I cheered them on and said oh well done and I said oh, how'd you go and they said oh we do this all the time yeah. <laughs> I went, oh, oh really you know and, I, and my wife just looked at me like oh man you know we're yeah. bad <laughs> you know <it's, laughs> but yeah she, it was funny just to see that uh, they, they were locals in the area they, they do that you know mm. they, it's fan- oh, no, this is something we're used fantastic to. when you see older older people getting out and active like that, isn't it? Oh yeah, so it was just a massive um, slap in the face. You know, like man, I need to get out more. Yeah, do more walks. This should it, this should be nothing to us. <laughs> absolutely. Now I'm just going to uh, mention to our listeners our show number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's our Tassie Encounters number. Please uh, save that, write it down, put it in your phone, put it somewhere uh, visible where you can quickly and easily text us in when you need to. 
Um, and I'm going to talk about our upcoming events that are going to be held across Tasmania, five great venues from Launceston and Scottsdale and uh, Olverston and a number of events uh, in Hobart in, and Bellarive as well. This is uh, called Prophetica, and it's a one-day event and a number of presentations, 20-minute presentations. They're packed mm. full of uh, fantastic information, really talking about insights and predictions about Earth's future, things like ancient predictions about our planet and how they're connected with the prophecies of future empires, current world events and the future, global warnings regarding our time, economic predictions and health and wellness and prophecy. So, yeah, that's coming up. Um, 31st of July is our first program in Launceston and Scottsdale. So we'll talk more about that over the coming days as well. Now, David, uh, it's about time, I guess, we get started to our program today or into our program. And uh, do you want to give us a quick recap of where we're coming from and where we're going to? Okay, so last week we talked about a new family and finding a um, a new identity when when uh, you follow Jesus Christ. Jesus said at the end of um, chapter three, he said, uh, "You know, who, who are my brothers and who are my brothers and sisters? And it's those who follow me and do God's will. That's the answer that comes um, after that. And that whole chapter looks at dwindling down from a massive crowd to the disciples and to now family, you know, intimate family, and 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 that's what it means. And a lot of times we um, we find our, our family, we try and search for some type of meaning in our vocations and our abilities and all the our academics and all these things. All these things aren't bad, but when you think that's, that's, what I, that's what defines who you are, then that's certainly a problem. And Jesus is saying that who we really belong to is him. Mm. And that's, that's, that's all of us, and we can only find restoration in Jesus Christ. So that's where we came from. Today we're going to go into a story with Christians. This is a very popular story. Amongst Christians, so if you don't know this, and um, you know, don't don't panic, but it's um, it's a story about Jesus calming the storm. And uh, as a kid, it was one of my favorite stories. And um, before we before we even read the story, though, uh, I want to op- I want to give a bit of context to it and find out why the story was necessary. Um, before I do so, let me, let me pray. Um, sure, Jason. Father in heaven, as we're about to hear your word, we ask, Lord, like you are always faithful, please increase our faith and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Jason, um, this is going to sound a bit strange when we, when we hear this, this, uh, these verses, but there is a, there is a, a method to the madness. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Would you mind reading that, please? Yeah, so we're reading Mark, and we're in chapter 4, verse 10 to 13 is our first passage this morning. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Now, it says, But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. He said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside all things come in parables so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Okay, so we're talking about parables here. Now, we haven't read the parable, uh, but in, in this whole chapter, there are four parables. Right. Right, and so in the middle of this, one of the most one of the most important parables, which is the sower, uh, 
but we won't get into it. But the, the, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because a parable is an illustration or an analogy where Jesus often before he tells a parable, he says, the kingdom of God is like, and then he'll talk about something in nature, something that the, that we can observe. You know, the disciples could look and go, oh, he's talking about the sower. He's talking about a farmer. He's talking about a wedding. He's making all these comparisons where people can go, oh, so the kingdom of God is like this, what Jesus is talking about. Hmm. And so Jesus often used parables um, in a way to help us understand what the kingdom of God looks like, hmm. what the kingdom of God uh, feels like, what what it means to be a part of this kingdom. And, you know, it's um, it's got them questioning. You know, well, you know, like, what, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, when you talk about parables, yeah. You going to say something, Jason? Well, it's coming up, I'm sure, this next part, though, uh, where it, it seems to get a little bit confusing <laughs> because it talks about uh, seeing that they may see and not perceive and hear and not understand. So, That's a, that's a good point, Jason. Mm. And this is why I wanted to bring these, these verses mm. up before we launched into the story yeah. because hearing a parable is great. You know, like when somebody teaches you a theory, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. You know, that, that, but... Until you experience and action it, then you get to really understand what the theory is about, right? So Jesus is teaching them these parables, and they're thinking to themselves, what does that mean? What's that got to do with, how, do, how does that work? And what Jesus is prepping them for <laughs> is what we're about to see in the story. They're about to live a parable, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, they're about to, they're about to um, experience what it means to trust in God's word when he talks about these parables. He's about, they're about to experience what it means to uh, follow Christ as the king of their lives and what it means to um, trust in God's word. Mm. But we'll launch into this. There's another couple of uh, lines in that that verse 12 that uh, is challenging as well, and, and we haven't talked about this before, so I'm not sure whether you were planning on covering it, but it says there, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven. And that, that almost sounds like God doesn't want some people to be forgiven and turn yeah, from their sin. <laughs> it's true. And and the truth is, when a parable is told, those who are seeking will make the connections. Mm. You know, um, we talked about Nicodemus a long time ago, right? Mm. And Jesus said, um, you have to be born again. And he said, how do I go into my mom's womb and be born again? Mm. Right? He was using a parable, using an uh, illustration, but Nicodemus was seeking. So he asked the question, how, how, do, how can that work? And Jesus was able to answer it, right? But those that are not seeking, they'll go, oh, oh no, okay, that, that's too confusing. That's too hard to understand. Don't want anything to do with that. And so it's like, um, it's like when, uh, uh, you know, somebody says, um, oh, you know, can I, uh, I, I want to learn how to, oh, here's a, here's a really good one. I want to learn how to lift weights. So my son reminded me of this. I have a friend. He's in America now. He, was, he used to be a powerlifter. And he took me through. He started teaching me how to do the lifts and everything like that. And I remember one time we were doing the squats. And a squat doesn't really feel comfortable when there's heavy weights on your back. But um, I started doing it. And I, I, started, he was counting, I was counting in my head. One, two. I got to about eight and I was done. I thought, that's eight reps. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And I struggled on number nine. And then my friend called out, one. <laughs> one what and then you know, I was like what's, what's going on here and he said oh you've just started doing the real reps and the struggle right and I'm mm-hmm. thinking man this is this is nuts and then, and then you know, afterwards I said to him man, man 
Great, I bet you know. I was like, man, this is crazy. And he said, "You're the one that came to me and said you wanted to learn how to lift weights." Mm. <laughs> you know, so and I carried on. I went through with it, and I and I love it. I still enjoy it to this day. But you know, I could have said, "No, nah, I don't want to know anymore." Mm. You know, I'm done, and that's I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to know what it's really like. Mm. So there, there are some who aren't really truly seeking, and uh, and when they hear something, it, they. Uh it doesn't sink in, I guess, is is what we're saying here. Yeah, and they're not and, they're, and they're not prepared not gonna, to do the work. <laughs> yeah, and they're not prepared to ask more questions like Nicodemus mm, because yeah. they don't care about making the connections. Mm. You know, um, John six verse sixty six, one of the saddest texts, and many disciples turned away mm. because they said the sayings were too hard. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we're going to go to our first song. It's called "Called Me Higher." And uh, this is by All Sons and Daughters. I could just sit I could just sit and wait for all your goodness Hope to feel your presence I could just stay I could just stay right where I am And hope to feel you Hope to feel something again
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're speaking with David Leo this morning. And uh, we're about to get into the story part of today, but we've just been talking about parables and uh, why Jesus talked in parables. So, but mm. this this next bit is not going to be a parable. It's actually a, a real a real event that the disciples went through. That's right. So this is, this is a real event, and it's going to... Um materialize what the parables are about. Mm. That these parables actually mean something, you know, with the relationship that they have with Jesus. And I will tell you that these parables have everything to do with our relationship with Jesus. And so, um, you know, it has to, it has to be lived out and Jesus is about to give them a practical lesson. This is on the job training, what the parables mean. But, um, if you could, if you could read that, please, uh, Jason, 35 to 37, please. Yeah, so this is uh, in the New King James Version again, mm-hmm. and it's titled here, The Wind and the Wave Obey Jesus. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. <clears throat> now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. That's where we're pausing at the moment. Yep, that's where we're pausing. So, so the boat's threatening to be sunk, I guess. <laughs> that's right, with the windstorm there. Mm. And what's interesting is that um, Jesus said, to, let's go to the other side of of the lake mm. and to get away from this crowd. Mm. And you notice there that they were following him in boats. That's right. <laughs> there were some that had they had the uh, had the privilege of having a boat, and they said, "If we're going to follow Jesus wherever he goes, we're going to follow where he goes." Mm. And so these other boats, these other people that were um, you know, keen on following where Jesus goes, they were caught up in the storm as well. Mm. And so this windstorm arises, and um, it says the waves are breaking into the boat, and you know there, there's there's something strange you know it's a it's something they didn't expect to happen and i think when it comes to um a lot of times when we use this we're going to use this story as a parable to our own situations when metaphorical storms arise in our lives it's usually unexpected you know it's usually unplanned Mm. (laughs) these things are outside of our our um Outside of uh, our control, yeah, outside of our control, <laughs> and and outside of our uh, you know immediate vision, I guess we're not expecting them to come. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and so you've got you've got these um, disciples, and some of them, um, some of them were fishermen. Mm. You know, so you so they think, would have been oh, used to being on the water. Yeah, they would have been used to the water. You know, mm. they've, they've they've probably been in situations like this before, and you know, they um, you know, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure people like. Peter, who was one of the fishermen, and uh, you know, would have been thinking, "Man, I usually know how to read when a storm's coming." Mm. <laughs> and the and the weather, the weather forecast in my mind, you know, it, it kind of uh, it kind of looked like everything was going to be fine, but something different's happening here. Um, it happens even today. I remember the uh, the Sydney to Hobart some years ago when um, you know the forecasters didn't forecast the severity of the storm and. A number of people lost their lives on that that uh, yacht race from Sydney to Hobart. Really, I yeah. did not know about that. Yeah, it was some years ago, but it was it was ferocious the uh, the storm that came up. 
Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's some amazing storms. Yeah. Um, the first time I, when I moved to Brisbane and I saw a tropical storm for the first time in my life, I thought, wow, I've never seen the this, this sky green before. You know, the, the storms don't get quite like that in Tasmania, but mm. I, I was amazed at what a tropical storm looks like. Um, I don't, I don't remember being fearful or anything like that because I was standing on concrete and <laughs> there's a lot of shelter around, but I wasn't in the, in a boat in the middle of the ocean. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a boat before where you can't see any uh, any land. Have you been there, been in that situation before, Jason? Because of all the waves around you, you mean? No, or, no, I mean just because, being, just because, you're, because far, you're, you're far away from land. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. I've, yeah, I've been on the spirit of Tasmania crossing between um, Tassie uh-huh. and the mainland, and obviously you get to a point there where you can't see any land. yeah. <clears throat> It gets pretty choppy on that on that big boat do. too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it can do. Yeah, the um, there was a time where I um went out on a small boat because I'm not used to going out on boats. That's not my thing. I'm not a. I don't go fishing or anything like that. I, but I like boats on in in uh, you know internal lakes and and things. They're much uh, you feel much safer. <laughs> the, uh-huh, the sea is uh-huh. a scary place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, in, in Samoa, you know, my my cousins out there. They, you know, I, was, I think I was 15 or 16 at the time. My cousin was like eleven or twelve. Mm. Went f- way out into the uh, into the ocean with a canoe. I could see the land, but it seemed so far away. Mm. And it was a sunny day. The sea was calm, and I was scared. Mm. Right, <laughs> I was like, man, and just he, he just jumps in the water, dives down, you know, gets his fish and everything. And you think, come down. I'm thinking, no, I'm staying in the boat. You know, like not not even a boat, it's a canoe. You know, and. Uh, I couldn't even imagine if a storm would have hit what what kind of how how I would have felt you know the vulnerability of feeling that way, but it you know it just gives it gives um this story it gives old it gives an allusion to old stories you know it reminds me of uh, uh, Noah's Ark you know mm-hmm. having to stay above uh, you know for forty days and then uh, the one story in particular that I think that is making parallels with this story is the story of Jonah. Mm. Right, and Jonah is a, is a prophet that ran away from God. And um, God told him to go to Nineveh, and he decided, oh, I'm going to jump on a boat and go the opposite direction. Mm. And he went to Tarshish instead, right? And uh, while he was on that boat, he went to sleep uh, He went to sleep under the boat, and a storm came. And he said to the crew, and when the crew woke him up, they said, hey, call on your God to save us. You know, we've all tried our gods and it's not working, so you try your one. And Jonah said, oh, listen, um, I know the reason for why this is happening. <laughs> he said, throw me off the boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll talk about that more in, in the next segment. But just have a read of verse 38 just to introduce what we're going to talk about in the next part. Just <clears throat> yeah, so 38 says, but he was in the stern. Now, this is talking about Jesus. Yeah. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Okay, so this is a strange situation, isn't it? They're, mm. they're in a boat, a fishing boat, you know, not, 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 not the spirit of Tasmania. Mm. And during the storm, while the water's filling, <laughs> it says that uh, he was asleep in the stern. Mm. And it's interesting. I've read in, in a couple of commentaries where they said they, the Bible specifies the stern because uh, that's where the... That's where the rudder is. That's where you mean to steer the boat. But, yeah, okay. It's at the back of the boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where we you know, take control of the boat. And Jesus is asleep. So there's a parallel here to you know this is similar to what happened to Jonah, mm. and um, 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll launch more into that uh, next. But in a storm, Jesus is asleep. But the fact is, Jesus is present. Yeah, he's there in the mm. storm with the disciples. Mm. Um, but yeah, looking forward to talking more on that in the next segment. Awesome. <clears throat> and uh, I'll just mention our book offer today. It's a new one that we haven't offered before. It's called Peace Above the Storm. And we'll give you more information about that. But if you haven't got the number, 488 that's uh, Peace Above the Storm will be our offer that we'll be giving away a bit later. Mm. We're going to have a listen to this song called The Captain. And I think it's quite appropriate for what we've just been talking about.
That was Carly Fletcher with The Captain and uh, very applicable to our discussion, I think, that song. So we're going to continue on with our discussion about this storm where the disciples were on this boat and there are others as well on the boats uh, following Jesus across this. uh, uh, Was it Galilee, the Lake Galilee that they were crossing? Yes, yes it was, Mm. yep. Um, so we'll read Actually we'll read 38 again um, So we've got the storm that's brewing mm. What unexpected storms Things that are outside of you know, The control uh, The weather is outside of uh, the control And you know, uh, we see metaphorically In our lives When the storms hit It's uh, usually out of, outside of our control as well mm. um, But if we could read 38 to 41 please Jason and we'll, we'll <coughs> Yeah sure. So 38 we read earlier But we'll read it again It says But he was in the stern <coughs> Asleep on a pillow And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Okay, so now now we're getting into the the crux of this parable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While we're even looking at this, you know, uh, Jesus asleep in the in the boat, and um, I don't know about you, Jason. You know, you and I both uh, have faith in Jesus Christ. We believe in His promises and things mm-hmm. that, um, and what the Word, the Bible says. Uh, but you've had those times where you're praying, and you just feel like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling. They're not going anywhere. It's like God, you, you you can't hear me, can you? <laughs> you yep. ever had those moments? I have certainly had those moments, and um, yeah, I, I shared a bit of my story with on Gary Webb's program. But certainly, uh, you know, twelve, thirteen years ago, when I was first diagnosed with uh, with cancer, mm. you know, I was praying very hard for a miracle to take it away, but uh, God had other plans. So. Hmm. Yeah, so and, and the, yeah, it's it's amazing. So you have first hand experience. Mm. You've you've lived out the the theory. You've lived out the things that have been taught in the Bible, and you've had to you've had to exercise them, especially in a circumstance like that where you know the illnesses are outside of your control. Cancer is outside your control, right? Mm. And and this is where you've had to put into practice that God's word can be trusted. And when even when it feels like He's not hearing us. God said in the Bible, this is a promise he says to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. That's a promise that God's made. And so um, even in those times where we're thinking, oh, he can't hear what we're saying, we have to exercise faith. He knows what's going on. He hears what I'm saying. You know, but I, I've got to exercise faith. And um, what happens here is they wake him up, and there's a question they put to Jesus. Don't you care? <laughs> Don't you care? We're dying here, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a fair question, right? And this is similar. This is similar to what happened to Jonah. You know, they woke him up to say, hey, "Look, call on your God and see what you can do." Mm. Um, and if you know the story of Jonah, Jason, um, mm. what was the response? What? How did? Do you remember what Jonah said to them? Throw me overboard. Yeah, the reason why he <laughs> it's said, my fault. Throw me right. overboard. Jonah says, oh, "I'm responsible for the storm. Mm. Uh, God knows that I'm being disobedient." And he asked me to go send a message. So he says, throw me overboard, and the men comply. Mm. 
You know, mm. the, the people on the boat, they comply. Reluctantly. <laughs> yeah, right, sure. Reluctantly. Yeah, that's right. And so they throw them off, they throw them off the, um, they throw them off the, the boat. Mm. And, and miraculously, the storm is over. Yeah. The, the storm's finished. And, um, but we, we get a different response in the story, right? That is, Jesus doesn't say throw me off the boat. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just talks to the the he, wind. <clears throat> he talks to <laughs> he talks to the storm. Yeah. Right, and he says to the storm, uh, "Peace be still." And 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 this this answer, you know, like this is the answer to the disciples' question: Do you care that we're perishing? Yeah. And Jesus doesn't rebuke the disciples. Then no, he gets up and rebukes the wind. Hmm. And says, "Hey, you're scaring my my kids. <laughs> Stop that, <laughs> you know." And this line, "Peace be still," it's a uh, it's a popular phrase used by uh, Jewish parents to their children. Hush, be quiet. Uh, okay, peace, be still. It's as if it's as if, as if Jesus is talking to his children and telling the children, "Be quiet. You're making too much. You're making too much of a racket." Hmm. And and the storm, like an obedient child. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dad. I'm gonna we're gonna be quiet now. You know, and, and the the storm calms down. You know, and and now here's the parable in action. Jesus tried. We read in, we read earlier that um, Jesus what Jesus told to the disciples. I, I'm sharing the inner. In the things, the inner understandings of the kingdom, you guys get a front row seat when I'm teaching you stuff like this. When it's just us, and the things that he's been teaching them, they see it firsthand when they watch Jesus tell the storm to be quiet, and the storm goes quiet, and they sit there. And before they can even, before they can even process, oh, wow, uh, he does care for us. Before they can even process that, the Bible says. They were fearful exceedingly, mm. right? So if they were scared before of the storm, the Bible says they were more scared now because they now realize that there's somebody in the boat that has the power to do what they've read and heard in, of the stories from Genesis 1 that when somebody spoke, these things just appeared, mm. right? When they spoke in the story of creation, they heard that mm. when, when Yahweh said, let there be light, let there be a firmament in the sky and the firmament below. They, those things just appeared, and now there's somebody in the boat that speaks, and creation listens to him. And now they realize, wow, we're in the boat with a with, with someone that is not just human, mm. <laughs> but has divine powers. Mm. And so it, it changes from fear of the circumstance to fear of. The holiness of God, mm. you know, it's, pff, parable coming to fruition. Wait a minute, when he's talking about the kingdom of God is like a so, oh, that's that's Jesus, <laughs> that's, that's Jesus that is Jesus that is God. You know, like that, that's an amazing place to be. So does that? <clears throat> surely that uh, is meant to you know where Jesus says, "Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith?" There must be. Um, something in that question that Jesus actually doesn't want us to be fearful of our circumstances, but he wants us to have peace through the storm. 
Yeah, absolutely, and that's um, and faith. That, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so when it comes to you know that, that question, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Mm. This parable of the sower that he told before, and I encourage anybody that's hearing this right now, read the read the parables in, in chapter four, and basically the the the, the parable of the sower is is he he puts seeds in different places, and the seed either sprouts good uh, a, a good um, healthy plant growing, or it doesn't grow at all. And the whole illust- the whole the whole parable is about your faith. Mm. Is the word is the seed being planted in a place where faith can grow? Is that where it is? And Jesus is asking them, "Have every everything I've taught you and said has that gone anywhere? Has that grown your faith or?" Are you still stuck in the way you, you know, have my parables just gone in one ear and gone out the other? Mm. You know, and they have to sit there and reflect. You know, and as they're sitting there reflecting and realizing, wait a minute, those parables have everything to do with Jesus. So that means he's the one that, okay, they're connecting the dots, mm. right? And this is why they're exceedingly fear. I mean, I mean, imagine you thinking you're just with an ordinary man. <laughs> <laughs> and then realizing you're dealing with, yeah, it has the power of of mm. Yahweh, the power of the God that they've heard about and read about, and you know, no, all these things, right? And that's a and that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Like you said, uh, when we're going through our storms in our lives, when we're going through the circumstances that are out of our control, the question that should come is, and I'm going to share a story of how how this happened in my own life. The question that should come. Should be if you've had if you've spent time with Jesus or spent time in the Bible and you've heard the word you've heard these stories. When these circumstances arise, you know, open your heart and your mind to the question that Jesus is asking you: Why are you afraid? Mm. Have you still no faith? Mm. Right, and then you know, like your experience, Jason. You know, I pray that when people ask when they hear that question, that they could respond in like manner as you. That oh Lord, you have a plan for me. I know that you're with me. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah. In my in my experience, God was uh, very patient with me too, because He gave me ten years from my first diagnosis to then the really serious diagnosis, <laughs> where uh, He gave me ten years to develop, I guess, more faith. <laughs> so He's a patient God as well. Um, we're going to share our book offer today, Peace Above the Storm. Um, this is uh, a book that will help you to get freedom from worry, guilt, and fear. People everywhere are searching for peace. They need power to cope with the storms in their lives. Peace Above the Storm is the answer to the power people are needing today. This all-time bestseller, printed in over 100 languages, has already brought comfort and inspiration to millions of readers. So Peace Above the Storm is our book. And immediately after the song, we will give you the code for that, 0488880891 is the number to text in. We're going to have a listen to this next song. It's called Everything is Possible. And it talks about God really being in our lives and uh, trusting Him to help us through. Can't do this on 
Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and that was everything is possible. Now, David, uh, we are in our final stretch, and I know you've got a story to share. But oh, just yes. before we do, I'm going to give the code for our book, and the book today is Peace Above the Storm. Uh, we just have ten copies of this to give away, so. 
Please text in. The first 10 will receive the book, Peace Above the Storm, and the code word is LOGOS3. number That's L-O-G-O-S number 3. Please text that in to 0488-880-891 if you'd like to receive your book. Now, David, um, you've got something to share with us, which I'm looking forward to hearing. I haven't heard this story, but I know you've got some a good story to share. <laughs> story time with... With Uncle Dave, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was going to share a story. Um, uh, back in college, I think it was my second year, second year or third year in college, and the church that I was working at, uh, shout out to Toronto Seventh Day Adventist Church, um, they'd come up with some uh, plans to have these groups, interest groups that we can create healthy relationships with the community and whatnot. And uh, one of the ideas I came up with is because I, you know, enjoyed lifting weights and doing uh, these type of exercises, was to start a um, a workout, a workout group on Sunday mornings, and we'll do a circuit. You know, you do like there's eight exercises, eight stations, and we do these circuits. And it was, um, I was about to do my first one, and I was going, and as I was getting prepared to do it, um, it was going to cost quite a bit of money to get you know, all the gear together. So I was trying to gather, gather different bits and pieces mm. uh, to bring so we can use as as um, you know as exercise weights and and things like that at the at the circuit and um the last bit that i was going to get was uh was on gum tree and it was such a good it was a good deal with a whole whole bunch of stuff you know um medicine balls and skipping ropes and um some barbell uh dumbbells and tires and things like that and i thought wow this is awesome and um the guy said he was only available on saturday and I said to him, look, Saturday's not good for me. I um, observe the Sabbath, but, you know, I can come after the, the sun goes down uh, when the Sabbath's finished. And, and at this time, it was daylight saving. So <laughs> in New South Wales, the sun didn't go down to like after 7.30, 8 o'clock-ish, you know. So leaving it pretty late. Anyway, uh, organized for um, a trailer to get to, to borrow, and I drove out. I drove out to the place and, and bought the gear. It was about a half an hour drive, and then... Um, as I was driving back and I was about to come back to, Na- we, we call it Nappy Valley. It's like a little village, two bedroom units where all the students live because, you know, can't afford any mm. anything too flash. Anyway, I was coming back to Nappy Valley and um, I get pulled over by the cops just as I'm coming off the ramp, you know, with, with my trailer. Mm. I think I'm, I'm okay, you know, I, I don't drink, so it'll be fine. So they do the breath test, but then I see one of the guys, one of the cops goes goes to the trailer. And he starts looking at the trailer, picking up some of the weight, the, the plates and whatnot. I think, what's going on here? Anyway, he come, um, he comes to the front, and the cop that was talking to me says to me, "Hey, listen, um, uh, why haven't you got these things tied down?" And I said, "Oh, okay, I, I don't, because you know it's not higher than the, it's, it's safe under the, um, you know, the height of the trailer." I said, "No, by law it has to be tied down." And I, and I thought, "Man, this isn't good." And both both of them left go to the car and I start praying I'm like Lord you know this is for ministry I'm doing the interest group for you know this and that blah 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 Mm. and um, the policeman comes back and he's got a $225 fine for me and I think man this is actually so it's two seventy five. It's two two seventy five dollar fine. Mm, and you I didn't have like, enough money. A, to going, start with. A, that's right. I'm like, where's the student going to come up with this type of money? You know, mm. like ah. Uh, and so on the way home, I'm I'm angry. You know, um, my I forgot about my prayer that I had before. I just mm. figured that prayer isn't answered. And on my five minute journey home, um, 
you know, I, I, uh, I pull up and my wife can see that I'm, I'm unhappy. She's like, what's wrong? So I go into the room, I show the ticket. And her first response is, let's just pray. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So we pray and uh, we put it to God. The next morning as we're waking up to do our devotional, to do our morning reading, uh, the devotional is taught, points us to the story, Jesus in the storm. You know, and in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I've heard this story so many times. You know, like I've heard it since I was a kid. I've heard it in sermons. I've heard it well, where uh, chapels. You know, just and so the story goes, and we're reading it, and um, my, my wife's reading it. Sorry, and then when she gets that line that we just talked about, where is your faith? Right? Why are you so afraid? Where is your faith? That hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I've never really noticed that part before. You know, I, I always notice the peace be still part. <laughs> but not the where is your faith, and so we and so when we have a prayer, um, uh, when we're when we're closing Sabbath, um, sorry, when we're having the Sunday night uh, family worship, um, I said in my prayer, the kids knew what happened. I told the kids what happened, blah blah blah, and in the prayer I said, oh Lord, you know we've got this twenty, we've got this two hundred seventy five dollar fine, um, but you know we'll leave it in your hands uh, because, um, and, and I want to ask Lord that you answer that, that you. Give us the two hundred seventy-five, and you give us more money so I can take the, the take the family out to eat because we haven't done that for a long time. And I heard my kids gasp, like, "You can't do that! You can't ask God to do that!" You know. And my kids didn't know that I wasn't asking out of any type of arrogance. I was asking out of faith, mm. right? And so we said that prayer. Long story short, <laughs> a week a week after that, I was I was asked to come to Western Australia to do a um. To do a weekend with the with the youth there, so I talked over Western Australia, and on my way back, so, uh, you know, one of the guys handed me a, an envelope and said, "Don't open it till you get to the other side." And so I did. And um, I've got to ask, what was in that envelope? <laughs> it was it was money. It was money, right? It was uh, it was I think it was two fifty at, at, um, in the in the envelope, and I was like, "Wow, this is amazing." And uh, and said a prayer and of thanks, you know, thanks to God. And then my wife said, "Oh, also, you know, one of the one of the girls from my old church, she came around and her dad said to give us this another envelope." Mm. All right. Mm. And next minute we know that the fine's covered. Mm. You know, and it's funny. And um, and was there enough left over to take your family out for a meal? <laughs> it was even better. It was even better. Right. There wasn't. There wasn't enough. Uh, but what happened was at the time I was looking for work at, at college and I got an email that week saying that, you know, you can come work at the library. Uh, right. And so God did better. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, <laughs> a few months down the track, <laughs> uh, one of my friends, he's uh, he's back. He, he bought me a jacket, <laughs> this nice jacket. And I was like, man, that's a cool jacket. And inside the jacket was an extra 50 bucks. And he said, here's the extra money. From you know, from that you ask from God, <laughs> and yeah, and, and the reason why I tell the story, it's not because I'm not saying that God's going to answer the way He did with me, but it, this, this question, where is your faith, really helped me step out and say, this is where I'm going to, I'm going to exercise my faith, Lord. I believe that You have all the circumstances under control, yeah. and even to even to now, um, yeah, sometimes the peace that I have is kind of annoying to other people, but. I'm really confident in God that you know whatever the circumstances, um, I know that Jesus is God. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, sorry, sorry, it took too long. To, we have to wrap up, um, yeah. but I guess that's what it's all about: is putting our faith in in God through difficult circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. What have you got for us next week, David? We're going to look at a story in Mark five. Um, 
I'm, I'm titling it the offensive play, but it's about a man that is just, you know, just, uh, just being bombarded with demons and it's making a miser- making him have a miserable life. And we see what Jesus does when he encounters him. Mm, okay. And tomorrow mm. with uh, Gary Webster, we've got Treasures of Tutankhamun, Journey to Eternity. Looking forward to that with Gary tomorrow. And, uh, We'll be back with you next week, David, next Monday. And yep. uh, we hope our listeners can join us tomorrow as well Thanks, with uh, Gary Webster. Have a good week. And for our listeners, have a good day wherever you are. Yes. I believe that you are God alone. But sometimes I still try to take control. I get scared when I can't see the end And all you want from me is to let go You're parting waters Making a way for me You're moving mountains That I don't even see You've answered my prayer Before my heart on all your promises